0: Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our Midweek Bible Study. Why don't you take your Bibles today and meet me in the book of Romans chapter 10, and let's open up today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into your Word, that your Holy Spirit would come and quicken your Word, that the Scriptures would be alive, and that we can receive today's message as spiritual food, as manna from Heaven. In Jesus' name we pray, And together we say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, before we jump into Romans chapter 10, let me say thank you to everybody who has been sowing into the Hanger Project. We are still continuing on with that project, and many many of you have given into it, and it's going to be very exciting When our ministry has our own hangar for the future ministry aircraft. So, thank you for sewing into that. And that link is still available on the website should you like to contribute to that special project. We are also working on a current project as well of putting a fence around the entire ministry property. And if you would like to sew towards that, you can give as well. Now, the fence project is not listed on the website. But if you would like to give towards that online or through mail, just make a notation that this is for the fence project, and we'll make sure that that giving is allocated towards that specific project, praise God. So thank you for your generous giving as all projects at the ministry are moving forward by God's grace and with the Lord's blessing, praise God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, I know that you're familiar with this verse, but let's take a look at it for a moment. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, faith, it comes the fact that it, that it can come into your heart also denotes that faith could go, your faith can get weak. If you cut off the supply line, if you stop eating physical food, your body is going to get weak. Your spirit feeds on spiritual food, that food is identified as the Word of God. So if you stop feeding on the Word, if you stop hearing the Word, you're going to get weak. Where? On on your inside, within your spirit, your inner man. You will be weakened, and we don't want that to happen. Your faith is very important for you to step into what God has for you to do. All of the promises of God, they are accessed by faith. So you're going to go through the door of faith in order to step into what God has for you to do. Your faith has to be up, and it's vital that we keep the Word of God coming in on a constant basis. Let me give you a scripture to show you just how important this is. This, this is amazing Romans chapter 14 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible and the last verse in that chapter would be verse 23 and the tail end of that verse says for whatever is not from faith is sin oh that's that's powerful Pastor Stephen what does that mean it means that whatever you're going to do you need to do it with all your heart as unto the Lord and do it without doubting. Okay, if you're going to go on vacation, take your vacation in faith. If you're going to go on a journey, take that journey in faith. If you're going to tithe, tithe in faith. If you're going to give, give in faith. Hallelujah. If you're going to get married, you better do that in faith. Look, everything that you're going to do in life as a Christian, you need to do it in faith, not in doubt, not in fear. Uh, I mean, if you're going to take a new job and that job is presented to you Take that job in faith that God's blessing it and that this is the will of God and that you're making the right choice praise the lord if you're going to start your own business start it in faith if you're going to buy a new facility or a new building buy it in faith don't do anything with doubt and well i, I don't know if this is of god or not ooh i don't know what the, then don't do anything then because that is sin just to walk around in unbelief and uh, all kinds of doubt about what god said he would do and who he is we don't want to be like that And so if you see a person like that, that's a person, maybe even a Christian, but they have cut off the supply line of faith. They are not hearing the word. They may be in church. Maybe they may be hearing something, but it's maybe it's just a bunch of baloney, a bunch of babbling. And some preachers, unfortunately, they're really good at that. They can stand up and talk for 50 minutes. uh, And when you walk out, you're still like, you know, like, well, how's that going to help me pay my light bill? How is that going to help me to, you know, to overcome this sickness that my body is facing? How's that going to help me overcome the temptation of sin? How's that going to help me do anything in life? I mean, uh, sometimes it's just a bunch, of ra- a bunch of ranting and raving. But my, my friends, that doesn't mean it's faith. You need to hear faith. And this, this word, when it comes into your heart, I'm telling you, it will make a winner out of a loser hallelujah it'll make somebody prosperous who previously was defeated and suffering in lack oh my goodness how we need the true word presented to us in faith and I think that's why sometimes when a person even when they hear a sermon it doesn't do anything why the, even the message is being delivered in unbelief oh my goodness wow wow Think about the magnitude of that, actually preaching God's Word in unbelief. Well, you know, God said He'd do it, but you just never know. Well, you just, you just blanket it, the entire message in unbelief. You took God's Word, and you wrapped it in unbelief, and you told the people here, eat it. Woo, that, that's why, That that's why if you sit under a canopy like that, you, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have those results of just defeat in your life. Woo. But I'm telling you what unveiling of the word in its strength and its glory and power and saying, well, God said it. He meant it. I believe it. That settles it. You're on your way to victory. Praise God. So it's very, very important that you are familiar with the word of God, that you know the word of God, because it says for whatever is not from faith, it's sin. Woo! If you're gonna do something, do it in faith, with no doubting. Mm. Pastor Stephen, that that, uh, that sounds like that that sounds like the gospel. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm, I'm telling you, the gospel is bold. Even with all of the love and mercy and grace and all of those things. That's don't ever try to strip the boldness from the gospel. Even Paul said, Pray for me that I may preach the gospel with boldness. Ah, oh, hmm, hallelujah. See, we're living in a society that wants to strip uh, definitions away, the definition of femininity, of masculinity, just just strip everything where nobody knows where anything is, and we're just, just jumble everything and confuse everything. Oh, no, the moment you start getting into the Word of God, you start getting into, into clarity You start getting into your true identity, and it just removes all of this insanity. Whoa! Hallelujah! Praise God that we can know the truth and we can walk in freedom. Praise the Lord! Whatever is not from faith is sin. So you need to keep your faith up, because the the environment of the world is one of a sin culture. Okay, and the enemy wants to take his culture. And bring that into the church. And when I say into the church, literally it comes down to he wants to drag it into your life. Satan, he's a defiler. He takes extra pleasure in targeting men and women of God and children and taking something made in the image of God. That would be you. That would be me. And going after something that would be seen as pure, that specifically, he's going to want to try to defile that not just get you the sin he's going to want to make you dirty why that's that's what he likes to do he's the filer and so you have to say you know what devil you may be a filthy sinner which of course he is he's the he's you know he's the originator of all of this stuff but you have to say devil you're not putting your junk on me and you're not bringing your junk into my life into my body into my mind I resist you in the name of Jesus Woo. Ooh, glory hallelujah so all of that stuff is floating out there plus the fact we have the external pleasure uh, pressure plus this thing of living in a body that is not yet fully redeemed remember when you and I were saved our spirit was saved but our body is not yet born again so it is not yet what we would call fully redeemed. Now that day is not too far away. There will come a, a day. It's going to be amazing where guys, every one of you guys watching me that's a Christian, you're going to be turned literally into something beyond the Superman. And ladies, you're you're going to you're going to be transformed in, into something beyond even like a superwoman figure. Because this mortality is going to put on immortality a concept that in many ways we can't even grasp. We are going to put on a a body, and that's going to be your same body, but the body will be clothed. It will have immortality inserted into it. Woo! And you're going to live forever. And you'll never get tired. You'll never get sick. you'll, You'll just, you'll never know fatigue. You'll never know a sore throat. You'll never know pain, ever. It's going to be the most amazing thing. So that's just right around the corner. And we need to keep pressing on keep pressing on because this great full inheritance is not too far away. Praise the Lord. So till then, we have to overcome the external influences of the evil one, and also we have to overcome the urges, the impulses of a body that is not yet Fully redeemed, and sometimes your body says, "Hey, I want to go this way. Uh, I, I'd like to go over there." Kind of like Adam and Eve, you know. God, God told them, all of this, all of these trees, and all of this other fruit, you can eat. Uh, I, we do have this one tree over here uh, that belongs to me. You're not allowed to eat that. But you know, that's where they gravitated towards. They wanted that one tree, and they ate of it, and it brought the curse into the earth. It released sin into the earth, and Adam. Adam passed on that fallen nature of spiritual death to every every person on the planet. Now, in Christ, we have been redeemed from spiritual death, and now we have spiritual life in Christ. But our bodies, our bodies, we, we, you have to keep your body under. Don't let your body rule you, or you could end up going down all kinds of crazy paths. And uh, you you don't want to do stuff like that. Some people are governed literally by the way they feel. Well, Pastor Stephen, my my philosophy, my, my theology, you won't find it in the Bible, my theology is that if it feels good, you should just do it. you're you're going to have a lot of trouble. My friends, you need to always obey the Scriptures, obey the Word of God, and if God says, uh, uh, you can do this, but you can't do that, don't, not only don't do that, don't try to see how close you can get to it. Just say, I'm not even going over there, I'm staying away from it. Praise the Lord. Stay safe. So, you want to walk in purity, you want to walk in holiness, Oh, Pastor Stephen, I, uh, I haven't heard anybody say that word in 40 years. Well, I'm not the only one preaching it. But it is true that holiness was not just for people living in the 1800s and Christians in the early 1900s. Holiness is, is one of the primary marks of a believer Woo! Hallelujah! And we are told in the Psalms to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. There is something about holiness that is so attractive to unbelievers. They might not admit it. They might say their sin is a lot of fun. They might say that they like being dirty, and they like being filthy, and they like plunging into the depths of darkness. But they have to admit there's something, there's something about holiness that it's not only beautiful, it's powerful. And it, it's, it's light, it's the light of God, and it's also one of the primary attributes of God. Woo! Glory to the Lord. Okay, so Pastor Stephen, what should I do, though, when I am endeavoring to keep the faith, but yet I'm feeling the pressures of the world, and perhaps I'm even feeling some cravings or some urges, maybe to, uh, to do some things that, as God would say, are out of bounds. What should I do in cases like that? You should just take a little time to sit back and take a chill pill praise the Lord. Pastor Stephen, what is a chill pill? What do you mean by that? I mean, I mean by that you need to, you need to pop a scripture. Hallelujah. You need to take a little break. Now, if you're at work and you're on the clock, just look for your next break. Maybe you can grab 10 or 15 minutes or however long you're allowed to take a break. Or if you have a lunch break coming up, whatever it might be. But look for that break time where you can get alone and get quiet with the Lord and find a verse Or maybe a little portion of scripture maybe it's two or three verses clumped together that speak to that external pressure that would be trying that would try to be breaking through your barrier of peace and trying to trouble you just begin to read that scripture that the Holy Spirit would bring to you and just begin to let that begin to soothe you and comfort you now this is how you take your chill pill this is how you take your scripture you may feel Uh, something tried to disrupt your peace. You may feel strong urges or temptations to do certain things, but just sit down calmly, grab your Bible and say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready for a chill pill. And let's say, let's say something's trying to get you in the fear. Something happened And, uh, and and you know, and you know that it's not God's will for you to be in fear, but something happened and it did kind of like it bounced off your armor, but it maybe it made a dink in your armor. It hit you pretty hard and you're thinking, I don't want that thing to trouble me. It is out there and it's trying to penetrate. What do you do? You take a chill pill and you just, you take that little break, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It works really well because in the natural whenever you take a pill you swallow it and it goes into your body it begins to get digested and then through the bloodstream it's carried throughout your body and so it can take 15 or 20 minutes and then it begins to work and do its thing and isn't it an amazing reality to know that you can go from a place of being troubled maybe anxious Maybe worried, maybe feeling the pressure of temptation. You can go from a place of that to absolute peace that would be the same level of peace that Adam had in the Garden of Eden before he ever sinned. You can step into that within 15 or 20 minutes by allowing the chill pill to work in your life. And it works every single time. Whenever you feel that thing, feel that pressure, whatever it might be, just take your Bible sit down and begin to read it slowly. And if it's two or three verses together, just read through them slowly, think about it, and then just read it again slowly. Meditate on it and and say, Lord, it's working. And you'll notice that it is. Lord, it's starting to work. But just confess that it is. Agree with it uh, that it is. And just read it again and read it again, and you'll find out within about 15 or 20 minutes, that stuff's leaving you. That trouble, that fear, uh, that voice of the enemy, it's just that wall of defense goes back up, and your peace is restored. You know, we live in a time, if we're honest, we live in a time where it can be very easy to lose the presence of the Lord. There are so many things around us that um that cry for our attention some of them of course good some of them of course they're essential such as your baby your child or your children you know uh, you you have to meet those needs yet to attend to that work and so forth etc but there's also all of this other stuff there's like a million things under the sun that you can get caught up in and and of course they can be good things but you have to realize that l- let me speak to you from a minister's perspective I could get so caught up in ministry that I can begin to lose the presence of the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, that seems contradictory. How could that be? Because busyness can never be a substitution for one-on-one relationship with the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Now, sometimes these things can be supplemental. It's like the vitamin industry. You can take a vitamin you can take vitamin C and you can take vitamin B or something like that okay that's nice but hey you still you need to eat good food because while you may take a supplement really if you want things to work the way they should you need to be eating good healthy meals well it's the same way Uh, ministry is good doing good things is good and there can be some overflow on that but still still all all that activity can never substitute for when you stop and go before the Lord yourself one-on-one. On one. And that, that's the thing. When you get into the presence of the Lord, you'll, you're going to be blessed. But w- remember, let's go back to that fact. We are still in a flesh and blood body, and your flesh likes all kinds of activity. Did you ever notice that your flesh doesn't want to pray? Woo! it just doesn't want to pray and I, I'm, I'm a proponent of, of prayer because the Bible is I I teach people the importance of prayer but as much praying as I've done for as many years as, as I've been praying not just teaching on it but also endeavoring to live it by praying you know practicing prayer myself there's days when my flesh not my spirit there's days when my flesh doesn't want to pray I know exactly what Jesus meant when he said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, the flesh wants to do some of these other options that are out there. And that's why I say truthfully that it's very easy that you can lose the presence of the Lord. but we're not going to let that happen. That's why I'm here talking to you today. We're going to be a people that are constantly in the throne room area of heaven, constantly in the presence of God, living on earth, but our hearts are in heaven, and we are communion. we are in constant communion with the God that we love and serve. Now, Psalm 16, verse 11, "You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy." Hallelujah. Have you ever noticed that after you have spent time with God and the blessing that comes out of that the fullness the contentedness the happiness that comes out of that you just you're left with a satisfied feeling that emits thoughts of I'm so glad that I stopped and spent time with God because honestly you know there's nothing else that fills you up like that there's nothing else that can do for you what God will do for you when you really draw near to Him. Woo! Glory to God. Mm. When you get into the presence of the Lord, you will escape all of this hustle bustle activity of the flesh. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't hustle, we shouldn't be busy, we shouldn't accomplish a lot. But I'm saying things that are done in the flesh, if it's not stamped by God but it's just our jittery nervous flesh wanting to do anything but go pray then you know those things are not going to count those things will not have value on the day of judgment when we stand before the Lord it's all going to go up in smoke and some of it you can tell it's already going up in smoke even in this life because it's just you look at it and it's not producing I have a pastor friend he uh, he picked me up uh, one time at the airport and Got into the car with him. He had a brand new car, a very nice European car, and uh, he was driving me kind of fast. I don't, I don't, I don't like fast driving. Uh, I don't like blasting over the speed limit. I, I don't like stuff like that. I guess he thought, well, it's a fast car, I've got to drive it fast. And he was driving it fast, but I sensed, I sensed even still with his brand new, shiny, fast European car. I sense actually, despite his exterior, kind of like he likes it. I kind of, I I was just sensing in the spirit that he didn't like it, and somehow just led into a little conversation about the car, and basically asked him, "Hey, uh, are you really happy though with this car?" And he said, "Oh," and he just came flat out and admitted. He said, "No." He said, I don't even know why I bought this thing. He said, I'll be flat out honest. You said, Stephen. He said, I liked the vehicle I had, the previous vehicle I had. He said, it was like seven or eight years old. He said, I liked it better than I like this one. He said, I don't know what came over me. He said, I don't know why I went out and bought this car. Just, I just I got, got bit with the new car bug. And of course, plunged further into debt. Mm. Why do we do things like that? Why do we run everywhere and do all kinds of things except run to the Lord and get into His presence? You know, you could talk about the presence of the Lord and say how wonderful it is, and not even go there? Woo. You could run to revival meetings and then run back, not even really be changed, except for the fact that you could say, "I went, praise God, I was there. I was on the front row. I saw the power of God well, did it change you? Did it really connect with you? I'm not saying that the revival meeting wasn't genuine or anything like that. I'm just saying you can, you can just do all of this stuff, but never really stop and get into the presence of the Lord yourself. Hmm. And it it does change you, It, it does, it does, it does change you, but remember here's the thing, you're going to have to go back again, why? Because faith comes by hearing, you can't just hear once, you just can't have one throne room encounter, and think that'll hold you for the next 30 years, it won't, it won't. The the surge of the waves of life and the polluted world that we live in and the things that you have to deal with on a daily basis the things maybe you see unintentionally that are evil or corrupt maybe the things you hear of a profane nature those things that just hit you from all corners and you're going to have to walk close with the Lord or eventually you're, you're going to start getting chinks and hits on your armor and if you don't stay strong and keep your faith up eventually one of those arrows is going to get through. So we want to walk close to the Lord and take a chill pill. Again, this is how you do it. You go back into the Scriptures. When you find that stuff pressing in, you just go back into the Scriptures and say, Lord, I'm here to spend time with you. You don't want me to live in a state like this, and I'm not going to allow it. I'm here to seek your face, and, and Lord, I'm looking for the Scripture. Holy Spirit, help me to find it. I want my chill pill and you'll find it. Holy, usually you can find it very quickly. The Holy Spirit will just bring it up to you. You can turn there, you already know where you're going, and you start reading it real slow. It starts to soothe you, starts to soothe you. There can be times He'll give you another verse, another chill pill, and you take that one too, and you swallow it, and you swallow it, and you meditate on it, and then you get into the peace. But see, we, we need to be living in the peace of God. We need to be living in the presence of the Lord. That's where the joy is at. And also it's It's the joy that releases the strength of God in your life. The joy of the Lord is your strength, and we see that in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. But right now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. One verse, a really good chill pill. In this verse, you will see a promise, but you will also see a condition. The promise is amazing but a lot of people, they're not walking in the manifestation of the promise. Why? They haven't met the condition. So there's a part A, and a lot of people get really excited about part A, but then it's not, it's not working in their life. Why? They haven't done part B. And part B is the condition. We need to talk about both. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace. Well, that, that's, that's some amazing peace. That's not just normal peace. That's perfect peace. Not troubled about anything. Now you're aware of things. You're fully aware of everything, but you're not troubled about anything. You will keep him in perfect peace. Okay, that's the promise. Here's the condition. Whose mind, okay, point right here, point to your mind, not your toe, not your elbow. God doesn't lead you by your toe. God doesn't lead you by your elbow. God doesn't lead you by a feeling in your back or your neck or something. God leads you by the Holy Spirit. Woo, hallelujah. He leads you by the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. That inner witness of the Spirit will come up and register with your mind, and you'll know the will of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The witness is not external, it's internal. By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Woo, thank you, Lord Jesus. And that witness will bear spirit, excuse me, it'll bear witness with your spirit, and then your mind will pick up on it, you'll have the understanding of it. And then you move forward in the plan of God you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you well how do you keep your mind stayed on the Lord you have to take your chill pill if you don't take your chill pill you're going to participate in global warming what is global warming sin and I'm not getting into you know um, political correctness right now Uh, I really believe I really believe that people are just missing the whole point on these things. The whole point is this, is that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you really need to be concerned about a different kind of global warming. You're totally missing the point, because hell is real, and hell is hot. Woo! Woo! Hotter than these magna flows of lava that they're having with these, some of these Hawaiian volcanoes where the lava flows out. And you look at that, that's just a little bitty glimpse of what hell is like, because there are people in hell that are in that lava, they're in that fire, they're being, they're being continually consumed in the flames, but their life doesn't cease to exist, it just goes on, it just goes on, it's the life of the damned, the life of the cursed, the life of those who are lost in their sins, who never received Christ as their Lord and Savior. Mm, thank you, Lord Jesus. So you will have peace when your mind is stayed on the Lord. How do you, how do you have that peace? You have to take the chill pill. Okay. If you take the chill pill, you'll get start to get the, the coolness and uh, the, that things of the world, the heat, the pressure that's out there. You'll begin to escape that and you'll be kept in a place of perfect peace. No matter where you go, or no matter what's going on around you, Hallelujah, Pastor Stephen. I'm feeling financial pressure. What should I do? You know what, what's going. You know with all of the ups, ups and downs of the economic world system and the roller coaster ride that it's continually on. Or stocks going up, or stocks going down. The, all the volatility, all of the uncertainty, all of the fear that's in those markets. What, you, what should you do? you should if you're feeling that kind of heat take a chill pill and find a prosperity scripture and begin to meditate on it and read it over and over and over it'll begin to soothe you it'll begin to comfort you it will literally begin to feed your spirit with faith and then it will begin to produce the peace that you are so desperately looking for and you're not going to find it on the news you're not going to find it in worldly magazines you're not going to find it with new age gurus you're only going to find it in the word of God and as you soak the word of God into your mind your mind will begin to have that peace that's what it means to be to keep your mind on him to keep your mind on him is to keep your mind on his word what he said what he promised you what he will do for you and as you meditate on that Mm-mm. Everything begins to get chilled out, calm and peaceful. Woo! Oh, the world may still be going crazy, but you're walking with the Lord. You're walking in supernatural divine peace, and nothing troubles you. And look, people notice that. People see that. Hmm. You maybe heard me tell this story one time, and, and it's true. And I've had other situations happen like this. But I walked into work one day before I was full time in the ministry. I walked in, into work one day in a very, very stressed out, major, major stressed out envir- environment. Uh, I worked for a large corporation. Uh, this corporation had you know multiple stores around the country, but the store that I worked at is where the main shareholder. Uh, did all of his shopping at, and this this guy had millions and millions of dollars. I mean, probably several hundred million dollars worth of stock, uh, of shares he had purchased. So, that, you know, he would go into this store that I worked at. That's where he would shop at. So if if things were like not perfect well you know he'd get on get on the phone and you know he you know make a make a few calls and the next thing you know is total pandemonium heads would begin to roll and stuff like that so high high stress environment So I you know was in that uh, and there was a standard I had to keep and we would endeavor to always meet that standard if if not go above it and so uh, I had an inside sales position and uh, me and another guy had an inside sales position job and we were just knocking the ball out of the park all the time. So we were always cool because why we're not just doing what we were asked to do we were actually exceeding that going beyond that and so you know we were being a blessing to the company. But you know I walked into work one morning And I'd spent a couple hours in prayer before I went into work, and when I walked through those doors, and those big sliding glass doors opened up, and I walked in, uh, it's like all the workers stopped and looked at me. And the manager that was on duty, he looked at me, and out loud said, he said, No! no Stephen you're not supposed to be like that you're you're not supposed to be all happy and joyful like that you're supposed to be stressed out and miserable like the rest of us are (laughs) oh glory to God hallelujah and so they were just in a total like uh, just puzzled how can you how can you have peace in a crazy chaotic atmosphere like this and that's also where God had me. Mm-mm. That was my Joseph's prison. That was, you know, um, the Potter's first prison that I got sent to, the Egyptian prison that I got to work in for years to learn that God can bless you anywhere and God can keep you stable anywhere, no matter where it is. And that's where God had me learn those certain principles. But I, uh, I, w- I will be honest with you there were times at work where the stress levels were so high that I was, I was looking for a break. And a lot of times during lunchtime, by lunchtime, I'd grab my food, and I would eat my food in like 10 minutes. And then the rest of the other 50 minutes, it was just like, I'm taking the biggest chill pill I can because, whoo, it's been a crazy morning. And I know when I go back after lunch, it's going to get crazier. Whoo. So I was engulfing chill pills. And it sustained me. It sustained me when other guys were just losing it. around me and um, or would have total just total total breakdowns management breakdowns all I've seen all kinds of stuff Uh, why they had they had no understanding of how to access that realm into the presence of the Lord and how to get into that peace but I knew but even knowing even when you know it you still have to do it. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who are watching today. Please lift your hands if you want to see, if you want to receive grace to get into that place. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you would release grace because I sense that there's quite a few of your people that are watching this, listening to this, and they're thinking, Pastor Stephen, I know it. I just, I just don't do it. Heavenly Father, that's what I'm asking that you would help them with, the grace to go and to swallow the chill pill <laughs> and to spend that time with you instead of just <laughs> leaning towards the flesh that they would lean towards you and father I just know if they'll lean a little you'll grab their hearts and you'll pull them in and they'll like it and they'll stay so father I ask that you would release the grace release the grace to swallow the pill and the, uh, of your scripture to take that that pill of your scripture and to begin to hang out with you receive your mercy receive your strength now father we thank you we thank you in the name of Jesus amen and amen glory to God hallelujah you know there will come a day when sin is removed from the world. Sin is removed from the universe. The universe itself will be rolled up like a garment, rolled up like a scroll. There will be a cleansing fire that goes through the whole thing. We'll have a new heaven, uh, a, a new heavens, a new earth. Everything will be fresh and clean. And we, you, you know, you'll just be able to stay continually in the presence of the Lord. But right now is a time when we demonstrate our love to the Lord. We demonstrate our obedience to the Lord against all of these obstacles and adversaries, okay? So let's continue to go after the Lord with all of our hearts, and stay in that presence of the Lord, and walk in the victory that God has intended that we experience on a daily basis. Now let's take communion together today. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Let's pray over it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread, the juice, we bless it. We consecrate it in the name of Jesus. This is now the flesh and the blood of our Savior. Father, we thank you that the Lord Jesus did not leave us helpless, but He has always made provision for us to receive ongoing victory. So, Father, help us to take the time to stop and swallow the pill, to take your word and let it assimilate into our spirit. And receive faith from it thank you father thank you father thank you father God we cannot live without your word it is simply impossible father we receive Jesus his flesh his body the living word now by faith in Jesus name let's partake Heavenly Father thank you for the blood of Jesus thank you for forgiveness and cleansing for all of the silly times when we stubbornly refused to to respond to the call of the Spirit, and we did our own thing. Maybe we just wasted time, watched endless, uh, you know, empty TV, or went out and did something else when we should have spent the time with you, and it left us still on empty. So, Father, we just thank you for your mercy and grace, and Lord, let it turn. Let it turn in our lives, and let us begin to pull others into the deeper walk, And let us be not only proclaiming it, let us be living it and practicing it. Now, Father, we thank you. Let grace be supplied as we receive the blood of Jesus now. Let's drink together. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord forever. My friends, don't forget, if you ever, if you ever feel in the heat, just take a little break and swallow a chill pill and you'll be just fine. Thanks for watching today.